Hi, and welcome to F&I Talk Outside the Box from EFG Companies. Today's podcast is brought to you by EFG Companies' new Motorist Assistance Plan, otherwise called MAP. You get a chance to learn more about MAP and how it can now be tailored for your customers to boost your bottom line later in this episode. I'm Jason Hash. I'm a training manager with EFG. Uh, today's podcast will be the first of a two-part series featuring Adam Howard. Uh, Adam serves as our Vice President of Agency Services at EFG Companies. Welcome, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me, Jason. Hey, it's nice to have you here. I appreciate your time. Um, you know, Adam, getting into the, the podcast today, can do you mind giving our audience uh, some background on what, what you do for our clients here at EFG and, and how training might play a role in that? Absolutely. Um, for those of you who have listened to the podcast in the past uh, and are familiar with our dealer services uh, line of business or our direct line of business, I operate in much of the same way, um, except for we do most of our work through an agent. So we've got agents across the country who represent our products and uh, do the same type of things that we do for dealers, but but we do it through an agency model. Um, We try to help engage with those people a little more directly. Um, That's one of the things that sets EFG apart from our competitors is that we have representatives who accompany agents into stores. They help with F&I development. They help with compliance and they help, you know, just the management of the store all together. So, you know, in brief, we work through agents and kind of help dealers with their income development and compliance needs. Awesome. No, that sounds great. It's a, it's a big piece of our business for sure. Well, Adam, what kind of feedback are you receiving from your clients on the most urgent dealership training needs? I will tell you that I've got a lot of dealers who have been um, really trying to dig into compliance and get a better understanding of that. Uh, they're really you know, trying to get dialed into what does it mean to be compliant? What steps can I take? What should I have in, in order? And how, how can you help guide me through this? Because they don't know. I mean, they right. go to an NADA meeting. Everyone says you should be compliant. And everyone, you know, they all nod their head and say, yeah, I should be compliant. Right. And then they go off into the night and don't really know how that works or what it looks like. Yeah, hopefully they're getting the right feedback or the right training on how to be compliant. We're certainly putting them on on the correct path. There's a lot of resources out there that dealers can leverage um, that many are just not aware of, um, or just it's not what they want to focus on. They want to focus on retailing vehicles. So if they can, you know, hire a company like EFG Companies to come in and install some policies and procedures and put them in in uh, position to be successful from a compliance standpoint, and they don't have to do a lot of thinking about it. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah, we conduct quite a bit of, uh, of, of compliance training. Some of our dealers, it's an annual thing. One of the big things is they want to see that people are being trained. That's kind of one of the, the check boxes, right, that, right. that your employees are, are trained. What kind of feedback are you getting as far as compliance? Well, I'll tell you the things that I, I notice um, frequently is that when my dealers start discussing compliance with me, the first thing I'll say is, tell me who your compliance officer is. And I often get this deer in the headlights kind of look like, what do you mean? Right. Well, you should have a compliance officer. That person should be written down somewhere as this is the keeper of the gate. They typically don't have that. And then they want to understand, like, what would the role of that guy be? Well, he would help to he would help develop all of your procedures. He would also help ensure that those things are happening. He would be the guy who would walk through the showroom floor and say, man, I noticed that this F&I office is continuously unlocked. 
And there's continuously deals laying jackets laying all across the, the, the showroom floor. Right. These are things we need to kind of address and get involved with. But they're not they're not thinking about it. They're not what they're thinking about is I need to sell the next car. Right. And you can't blame them for that. That's what keeps the doors open. Sure, sure. So yeah, we see that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, that's uh, some of the lowest hanging fruit we usually see are the you know, maybe a deal jacket or a credit app left out or yeah. heaven forbid a trash can. Absolutely. Um, you know, some uh, other things we think about buyers guys. You, you ever go out and walk out on the lot and, and kind of count the the pre owned cars? Oh, um, it's unbelievable the number of cars that make it through the inspection process and they just can't get a, a buyer's guide on it, or they or they worse they put a blank buyer's guide on it. Right. Um, then you learn that like some folks aren't even really leveraging. You know the buyer's guide through the sales process, which is super valuable for both a salesperson and F and I manager. Uh, for whatever reason, they choose to ignore it. Right, so, it certainly is. You're right about that. I mean, in in our F and I training, we we show the back of the buyer's guide and how it lists all of the major all the components, major components that are going to fail or, or or potential fail, right, on right. A, on a pre-owned vehicle, and that's coming straight from your government. Exactly. Right. So that's certainly a tool that you could use in finance, and then you know the the warranty obviously builds value in the purchase. Absolutely, absolutely. There's again, there's what I've what I've also seen, and I don't I don't mean to get off track, but I see that a lot of people in our industry right now are somewhat transient. They're trying this car business thing out for a little bit while they're working on the other the other thing, and that's a situation in which compliance training becomes like really really important, right? Because they're not professionals. This have they haven't decided this is their career. It's just something they're doing. So we got to grab those people and make sure that we get them, you know, moving in the right direction before they create a ton of liability for us. Now, that's a great point. I never thought of it that way. There's a lot of people in our industry that haven't decided if this is a career form or not. They don't know yet that once you get in the automotive industry, you can never get out. <laughs> right? That's right. Like the third godfather. They pull me back in. That's right. right. By the way, I always like to bring up, and, and not for any negative purposes, but, you know, the, the kind of the... The umbrella fine today for the the buyer's guide and and the safeguarding and and things like that you know credit apps out it was about forty four thousand dollars per 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 buyer's guide you know per day now so they're not messing around with the fine got to sell a lot of cars to make that forty four grand back <laughs> certainly yeah you certainly do you've heard every objection in the book when selling a VSC just like Goldilocks and her porridge your customers want that perfect fit. How can a perfect fit for them increase your dealership's bottom line by up to $1,800 per month? It's simple. With EFG's MAP, you can create a completely custom plan tailored exactly to the driving habits and budget of your customers. It's so easy to sell with condensed coverage levels, expanded surcharges and deductibles, and terms in 2,500 mile increments. Give your customers exactly what they want to increase customer satisfaction and product penetration. Sign up for MAP today and prepare to take your F&I profitability to the next level. Go to efgcompanies.com for more details. Well, other than compliance, anything else? What are some other needs that you're, you're, especially with the change after last year with COVID? And I'll tell you, it's really impacted the way, um, not only what training dealers need, but how is that training delivered? Okay. Um, like many dealers are, you know, maybe not the dealer themselves, but they're being sensitive to their employees and they maybe have like a little bit of resistance about putting that guy on an airplane, sending him to Dallas for a week and he's going to be in a hotel and, you know, around a bunch of people that, that maybe are not in his COVID bubble. 
You know, it's not, and it sounds, it sounds trivial because we're in a dealership dealing with people every day, but there's also typically a sheet of plexiglass in between them and they've taken some other steps. Everyone's wearing a mask and they can control that environment a little bit better. So the availability of of training both online and through an in-store engagement have have really picked up interest. Dealers are really interested in understanding like so what does online training look like? Uh, you know, I don't want a guy just sitting in his office alone watching an hour long video. That doesn't seem that doesn't seem valuable to me. And of course it's not the way we we deliver that type of training, but it's things that they they have concerns about. You know, that's understandable and, and obviously in a perfect world we would always love to be face to face. You're going to get a better interaction when you're around other people and we're all learning and Mm -hmm. and you get to see different points of view. But it's nice to know that we can provide that type of training. Uh, Some of the things that we started to incorporate from, you know, a hybrid class where, you know, somebody like up north and say New York, they they definitely don't want their F&I managers getting on a plane. Right. um, Or coming to Texas down south so they can drop in on a live class. And hopefully we've seen where that interaction is a little bit better than just like you said, the I'm sitting in my office for an hour. Or I don't think we're made to just sit around. Not at all. And it, and it actually goes against the way that we do things here at EFG Companies, as you well know. One of the things that I'm, I'm always looking at and, and discussing with dealers is the difference between our training. In this industry, we've all sat in front of someone who was really charismatic, who said a lot of awesome things that in the moment you go, man, that would sell some cars. Man, that would change this. That would have this type of impact. But the truth is, I don't know if the, if the if the person, the trainee, can actually do that job. Right, and that's kind of the, one of the things that I think that sets our training apart is the use of the performance evaluation form, and to ensure the guy can actually perform the behavior that we're training him to do, is kind of the thing that separates us from the rest of the companies. So it's really important that we have some sort of like real live engagement, whether that be face to face or you know, over the internet, we need to be able to have that feedback, that critique, that, you know, that adjustment, those types of things uh, that take us to the next level. Like the Dallas Cowboys don't sit down and watch videos of this is how we should, you know, run these plays. Right. They've get, they're getting real live critique. Now, maybe it's not working out for the Cowboys. Maybe that's a bad example. But they're still on a professional but, level, right? But you, but you know what I mean. There's definitely some engagement there. And there's and it's and it's an evolution. It's not just let me just watch this thing and everything will change because I watched that thing. Yeah, I, I think the, the best way you said it was the behavior. How do you gauge or or grade right the behavior? How right. do you know if they can actually do it? And a lot of training is lacking on the hows and whys. Right. More of just a tell. And and I think I, I appreciate you saying that. And also I think that's what separates us from a lot of training. I wouldn't want to be a trainer if it was just a lecture or a tell. There's a lot of motivational speakers out there Mm -hmm. and you leave class and you want to take over the world, but then it's, I don't know how to take over the world. Right. And we have to, we have to stay in, in tune with what's happening with our, with our dealers, what's happening with our clients. Um, that speaks directly to delivery message, you know, delivery methodology, but whether it be online or, or whatever. And that is, that goes across um, like all lines, it, it, you know, with a lot of one of the things that when we're training, I've noticed, and, and maybe you've noticed this too, but you know, a lot of we've got a lot of younger crowd, that, you know, employed at the dealership as far as salespeople, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't really like the labels, right? Gen X, Gen Y, Millennial, whatever you want to call them, but I noticed that, you know, 
they're very tech savvy. They love the internet. They love tech. They love social media. But it seems like whenever they're at, at the dealership, mm -hmm. they're really reluctant to send the, send the customer a video. And I don't know if it's that the generation that's shy or, you know, because the people that are working at the dealership also are a lot of them are the type of people that they want to buy the car online. Right. So how do you how do you break them out of the shell to, to conduct certain things like that, like videos and I think it's just a. I think for for us, we kind of take a um, a teach, show, coach kind of method. Okay. In most things that we do, um, first I'm going to teach you how to do that, and that means I'm going to explain what the process looks like, what we believe you should do. Here's some of the best um, practices. Best practices, yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to show you how to do it. I'll demonstrate it. And it's not uncommon for myself or uh, one of my teammates to be in a store and say, let me let me call this customer for you. Let me take this turn for you. Let me let me help you craft that email. That's awesome. OK. And then I want to coach you while you do it. So we're going to show you how to do it. I'll do it for you. And then I'll stand next to you while you do it and right. say, this is what you can do to kind of improve that. And uh, I think through that method, people kind of buy in a little quicker. And in, in full disclosure, I also find myself having a lot of uh, Days of Thunder commercial, uh, conversations. If you'll recall, Days of Thunder, uh, I believe it's uh, Robert Duvall is at the, yeah. at the guy opposite of Tom Cruise. Yes. And they have the conversation about, hey, listen, I know that you're super fast and you're super smart and you're the greatest racer ever. Just do 30 laps my way. Right. Okay. Then you can do 30 laps your way and we'll compare the tires. Yeah. So I have a I lot of it. conversations like that about, like, I know you're doing it. You're awesome. It's great. Just try this for a little bit it. and let's measure the result. Right. And we'll go from there. And we can measure the result with the PEF. Like right. You said before. So we'll give you the tools afterwards to keep. You know, one of the things that remind me about Days of Thunder also is uh, Tom Cruise's character was humble enough to admit he didn't know squat about cars. It's true. So as F&I managers, salespeople, service writers, we also have to be humble enough to, to admit, I don't know the process. Well, listen, the number one thing in life, I would tell you, is to just remain coachable. Certainly. You don't know everything. You're never going to know everything. You, you, you could be super sharp and an expert in a lot of things. There's somebody out there who can teach you something. Remain coachable. Remain open to the idea of trying something new. Um, and then when you find yourself trying that new thing, Give it an honest go. Right. You're only cheating yourself yeah, by true. not like really going at something. Well, speaking of measuring, to your point, we measure our F&I managers when they leave their performance to see if it's success, you know, successful or where they where they need help or coaching. Um, and we typically see, believe it or not, but a lot of times people leave that first month back. Mm -hmm. Their numbers kind of dip a little because they're implementing this process. But I tell you, the second and third month, you see it as well. Absolutely. I mean, the numbers just go off the charts. You know, you got 20, 25, 30% increase and, you know, average, you know, what are average $200,000, right? Yeah. Added to your bottom line. Um, so it's nice to see that they're implementing that, but they give it an honest go for 30 days. And then they, they you know, that, that switch flips and, and they figure out the process that works for them and take the objectives and run with right. it. And that always, and that again rolls back to the proper training, the proper policies, procedures, and accountability is something that's that's huge. And the performance evaluation form of the PEF allows us to do that. It allows for a smooth transition from the academy here at EFG companies to the dealership, because you don't have to wonder like what track are we running on. I'm going to hand you a document that says this is what he should be doing. 
Right. And you can go through behavior by behavior and identify where it's breaking down and correct it. It's also much more efficient. People are much more open to the idea of receiving training when you're not training them on something they are already good at. Certainly. Right. You know, like, I'm already good with that. Like, why are you, why are we talking about that? Yeah. Well, with the PEF, we can identify the particular behavior that's, that's failing and kind of hone in on that. Well, Adam, thank you uh, for all the great insight. At the end of the show, we'd like to lighten things up a little bit. All right. Um, this is a question for both of us to answer. Okay. Uh, what, what really inspires you, Adam? I'm, ex- I'm inspired by the growth of uh, dealership personnel who take to training. It makes me, it, it really, really uh, puts a, like a perma smile on my face mm-hmm. when I show up to a dealership and a guy hunts me down to say, man, you're not going to believe this. And he starts to tell me about some success he's had related to the use of one of our products. I had a guy once in, in California, uh, a salesperson, run me down and just was all over himself about the success he had had uh, after the implementation of our Drive Forever program. He said, man, I'm selling more cars than I have ever yeah. because I've got something meaningful to talk to my customers about. So that's, I find that can really um, inspiring. So enough about me. You said you were going to tell us, tell us what inspires you. Well, you know, uh, not to be cliche, right, coming from a trainer, but um, there, you know, recently I had another example. I had a, a gentleman call me that is now a director at one of our in one of our accounts, right? Just promoted, excited, like you said, very excited. And one of the things that he mentioned, kind of reminding me, right, is, you know, I've been through your, your sales training. I've been through your, your compliance training. I've been through your F&I training, and now he's promoted. And just the excitement level. And whenever I see somebody, in every training, you see people bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, right? And they're ready to go take over the world, and the success stories are great. And our marketing team does a great job at getting uh, testimonials. But when you see somebody come up through the ranks and they did it the right way, and they embraced the process. And that's why I say it's few and far between, because so many people out there will not embrace the process. Right. And if they'll just surrender to it, we we have these success stories where these people are, you know, they're they're climbing up the ladder, they're very successful, and if you get a phone call like that, it just, it, it lights me up. Well, awesome. Well, you know, Adam, thanks again for being on our show today. Um, appreciate you know it's good having you here it's always good catching up with you and talking to you thanks man I'll come back anytime hey we hope to have you back soon and, and you bring a lot of good insight and knowledge to the show that's all for today tune in next time to listen to Adam and I discuss more training needs in the market including the importance of service manager training if you want to get in touch with us to let us know how we impacted your business or to ask questions for us to answer on the podcast don't hesitate to email us at trainingservices at efgusa.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to rate us in Google Play or the iTunes Store, and be sure to subscribe to hear more F&I Talk Outside the Box. And EFG Production.